Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I got a sermon today that you're going to take notes on, and it's going to help you. It's entitled, The Insurance Policy of the Believer. Today's show has great revelation in it. You're going to learn how to understand, listen to this statement, Trinity language. Because when you understand Trinity language, you can't fail. That's why I titled the sermon, The Insurance Policy of the believer. you got to understand it. Call a friend, tell him to turn that television on, get a pencil and paper, take some notes, or, or if you want to record it, record it, do whatever, because I want to tell you, this has got revelation in it. Trinity language is vitally important to every believer. Let's go right now into the sermon, the insurance policy of the believer. Now, St. John 16 is vitally important to me because in this verse or in this chapter, every decision I ever make in this ministry, or in my personal and private life, I make it in these scriptures in St. John 16. Jesus is talking, and I want to start reading with verse 12 of St. John 16. Verse 12, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. I want to stop there for a minute. In other words, Jesus couldn't do some things for the disciples or the people until the Holy Spirit would come. You see what I'm saying? He said, I'd love to do some things for you, but you're not able to handle that. You see, right now. Now, you would think that, see, the Holy Spirit does his job, Jesus does his job, and the Father does his job. I want to read verse 12 again. Now, and I want to show you after the Holy Spirit the difference between Peter in the Gospels and the Apostle Peter in the Epistles. Night and day. Big. Ooh, totally different. See, and there are a lot of people today that are still in the Gospels in terms of walking by God when they should be in the epistles. Amen. You see, which, which is not that the epistles are greater than the, uh, of the gospel, but there's revelation there that you need in your daily life. I'm going to read verse 12 again. It says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, not some truth, all truth, I'm going to read that again. Howbeit, when the spirit of truth, notice what Jesus called him, the comforter, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. Now that's revelation right there. Well, how does he speak? I'm going to talk about Trinity language. Something you ain't never heard of before. Trinity language. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Trinity language. Lord Jesus. He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. How does faith come? So the Holy Spirit has faith that you're going to believe what he says, because he's getting it from the Father. And Jesus, that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive a mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, Therefore said I that he shall take up mine and shall show it unto you. I want to go back to verse 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Not only will he give you truth, he'll guide you into the truth as well as show you what the truth is. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. What kind of language? Trinity language. And he shall show you things to come. I want to talk about the insurance policy of the, of, the, of the believer. You see, ladies and gentlemen, let me say it again. Every decision that I make in my life and every decision that I make in Jesse the Plants Ministries or Covenant Church, if I make a decision under that, is done by St. John 16, 13. 
because I know he is guiding me not only in truth, but into the truth. So we all need to be guided. Now, Jesus wanted to say some things to his disciples, but he could not because they were not yet filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing to me how many churches today are still not filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, and there are a lot of churches today, sad to say, that will not allow God, who the church belongs to him, move in, their, in God's own temple. Why? Because they, they just like the old covenant. They understand word. They want to preach the word. But they, see, they make it almost like a law instead of being guided into a truth and great revelation. Let me tell you something about the Holy Spirit. You can write this down. It's not a point. He will give you direction of discipline. He will give you revelation of scripture. And he will, give you, and he will reform your intellect. Let me say it again. He will give you direction of discipline. Love and his spirit form his discipline. He will give you revelation of Scripture. You've got to have revelation of Scripture. And he will reform your intellect so you can understand what revelation of Scripture is and how to walk in discipline according as he guides you because he is truth into truth. Are you getting that? Notice the difference between the preacher of the Gospels. You hear him say, I neither know nor understand him. The Peter of the Epistles. He said, you, 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 you can crucify me all your might, crucify me upside down. I could care less. What happened? The Holy Spirit was in him, guiding him. Now, he could understand things from the epistles that he could not understand when he was in the Gospels. But then God began to give more revelation. And when God gave the gospel of grace to the apostle Paul, Peter still had to be guided by the spirit of truth. He said, Paul is hard to be understood. So I'm going to say some things that are hard for you to understand. You see, and there's a lot of people watching today. They say, how come Brad Jesse's never been sick, sad, disgusted, busted, and broke? I walk in the footsteps of the Holy Spirit. Not that I'm better than you. I let him guide me. He's a comforter. So if he's a comforter, I should be in comfort. How come so many Christians are not in comfort? How come the church of old the Testament was not in comfort? Because they were still trying to figure out what Moses meant and begin to put their own interpretation to the law, which they could not hold. They didn't have any Trinity language. You see what I'm saying? Now, I, I want to read this to you. It's a statement, and then I'm going to get into this here. You got to understand the difference between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. It is the Father only who is not of another. The Father, that's it. For the Son is born of the Father, and the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father. That's why Jesus said, I came that you might know the Father. Let me say it again. It is the Father only who is not of another. No, he didn't come out of the, Jesus. He didn't come out of the Spirit. He, he is. He's Yahweh. He is. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. Amen. For the Son, Jesus, is born of the Father, and the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father. The Father is neither born of nor proceeds from another. Why? Because they are all equal. You see, all of them design. Now, what does the Holy Spirit, were y'all writing that down? You want me to say that again? I know I, okay, it's a statement. Right? Well, not a point, but if you want me, so you'll understand what it is. The Father was not born. He is. Okay? Okay, I'll get to that in a minute. It is the Father only who is not of another. In other words, no one before him. No one. For the Son, Jesus, is born of the Father, and the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father. So they came from the Father. 
But the father is neither born of. No, he's not born at all. Nor proceeds from another. He doesn't proceed from another. Because they are all equal. But different manifestations and blessings. That's why the father says, all authority and power have I given to Christ. Only one that could do it. You see what I'm saying? I want you to get that. So I want to talk about this insurance policy of the believer. It makes no difference what the devil throws at you. If he throws a curveball, learn to hit a curve. If he throws a fastball, hit a fastball. If he throws a, a knuckleball, hit a knuckleball. Whatever. See, because there's nothing you can't do because you can do all things through Christ. But none of us could get there till Jesus was born and died and resurrected. And yet in his earthly walk, he wanted to do more but could not because they were not infilled with the Spirit. When he breathed upon them the Holy Spirit, I'll get funny after a while. Let me just do a little revelation here. When he breathed upon them to receive the Holy Spirit, salvation took place. But you need more than that for you that don't believe in that. You see, you have not being, you're not being guided. He's trying to guide you there, but you won't let it because your intellect has not yet been transformed. Your discipline has not yet been directed because you won't allow that. And a revelation of Scripture you haven't got. You may be homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, and theological. You may have degrees, a PhD. That's, uh, you know, that's as high as you get. Well, I have one myself. I'm past having doubts. That's what a PhD means to me. So you understand what I'm saying? So now I'm talking to you in Trinity language here. Now I want you to understand that. Because when the Spirit speaks, it's Father speaking, it's Jesus speaking. But you see, in the beginning... The Father, I am. See, then through this Father who is so wonderful, who's never been born, Jesus is born of him, and the Holy Spirit proceeds from him. Do you see that? All right, I want to deal with this. The insurance policy of the, of the believer, the reason why I don't struggle, because, oh, I'm going to make somebody mad. Look at me. I am. I am that I am. This is not religion. Religion is a garden of weeds. It's a theological wilderness. That's why everybody's confused. That's why you got Catholics, Baptists, Methodists, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Church of God, Church of Christ, Word of Faith, Full Gospel, Assembly of God. That's confusing. Thank you. Now you see what I'm saying here. Now I want you to see this. So write this down. The Holy Spirit is a divine person, not a mere influence or energy of God. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit is a divine person, not a mere influence or energy of God. How do you know? How do you hear him? He speaks in Trinity language. And let me show it to you right here in the verse. And he says right here, uh, verse 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is coming, he will guide you in all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. He can't. So he speaks from the Father, from the Son, and from himself. But it's all equal as one. For he shall not speak of himself. He can't say, I'm the Holy Spirit and you listen to me. No, no. He is God. Now this is very hard to understand until your intellect is transformed. So right now your intellect has been conformed to think in the natural. You see, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know the good and accepted perfect will of who? Ah, Trinity language. See, he will guide you in all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, he's always listening. To you? No, to the Father. That shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. 
So what does he do by showing you faith? He pulls away the veil of the future. I'm going to get on that. I'm getting ahead of myself right now. He'll pull away the veil of the future. He knows people who will receive healing and who will not receive healing. Now, if you want to know who's going to receive and who's not, you have got to understand Trinity language. You understand what I'm saying? Let me say it again. The Holy Spirit is a divine person, not a mere influence of our energy of God. He speaks in Trinity language. See, what does he do? The Holy Spirit, write this down, makes you conscious of your mission in the world. You are what you are because of where he's guiding you, if you're listening to him. The Holy Spirit makes you conscious of your mission in the world and shows you your resources to complete it. How many times you know where to go, but you don't have the resources to do it? You need some more Trinity language because the resources are all around you constantly. But your mind is so much on the mission, and that's great. I believe in vision, but you've got to have the ability to produce the vision. How do you produce the vision? By hearing God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. See, sometimes, some, I'm going to say something will make somebody mad. Sometimes people pay too much attention to the uh, certain parts of the Trinity when they should be paying to the Trinity language. Because when the Spirit's speaking, the Father's speaking. When the Spirit's speaking, Jesus is speaking. When the Spirit's speaking, the Spirit's speaking. Now, that's hard to understand in the natural. But let me give you a prime example. I'm going to do it with myself. When my spirit's speaking, I'm speaking. When my soul's speaking, my soul's speaking. When my body's speaking, my body's speaking. Now, it's easy to decipher when you hear me talk in the flesh. Why? That's called uh, body language. You see, you know the difference immediately. But you see... You're being guided. He is the spirit. He is the truth, spirit of truth, but he guides you into truth. Let me say it again. He, 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 the Holy Spirit makes you conscious of your mission in the, in the world and shows your resources to complete it. When I went to build this place, I'll never forget this. I built this debt-free. I had several banks told me I could not do this. Uh, Whitney Bank said, you, 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 you ain't got no money to do this. I, I smiled at him, George. I just said, they just need some Trinity language. I just looked at them. Uh, Hibernia Bank. Remember Hibernia? <laughs> you can't do it. First American Bank. You can't do it. I wasn't asking them. I didn't need their help. Did you have all the money? No. But I knew where the resources were. Where were the resources? In God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. You see, I was being guided. So we started out. I told the contractor, some of you have heard this before, I told the contractor and the, uh, uh, what do they call it, the architect, that I would do it for $7 million because I heard the Spirit, he, the Father told the Spirit he'll do it for $7 million. So he told me in Trinity language. They said that's impossible. First, that's too much square footage. Number two, you got Italian marble all over the place. And this carpet you're seeing here, most people don't put this fine a carpet in the church. This is like Ritz-Carlton carpet. You know how old it is? Over, well, how old is it? Your, well, I know it started in 2000, so it's uh, 22 years. It, it looks like it hadn't been walked on. It's called expensive. I've never seen in the scripture where the Lord had to redo a street in heaven. Redo a gate. I wonder pearls fell off Jesus. We got to glue it back on. No, no. 
One of the diamonds fell out the foundation. Why does it do that? Because it's expensive. The blood of Jesus paid for everything. Oh, Lord Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So watch this. You see, so what happened was, I said, I'll do it for seven million. It's impossible. Now, this is back in 97. They said, you could... If you did it for 12, uh, 10, no, you're still not going to do it. Well, today it's worth $27 million, and I built it for $6,746,000. How did I do that? Because I'm smart? No. Revelation of Scripture. Direction of discipline. And fixing my intellect to understand that what the Holy Spirit said, I will say. Ah, do you understand? That's why Jesus said, I only say what my Father says and I only do what my Father says to do. Let me go to that point again. The Holy Spirit makes you conscious of your mission in the world and shows you your resources to complete it. So if I need $50 million, I'll get it. That's no problem. I don't care about the figures. It makes no difference how much money it is or how small it is. It doesn't make any difference. It may make it to you, but it doesn't make it to me because God's Word is true. Write this down. He does not have a mystic vision this is talking about the Holy Spirit. He does not have a mystic vision and does not speak to an outward ear. You're not going to hear the Holy Spirit in the ear. He speaks from within. Let me say it again. He does not have a mystic vision. Woo-hoo. You know, some people got a woo, you know, heavy stuff. He does not have a mystic vision and does not speak to an outward ear. He speaks within. People want churches to grow by numbers when they ought to grow by spirit. Because there are a lot of people going to church that are not saved. They're religiously brainwashed instead of New Testament taught. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Do you know Satan never misses church? Do you? Don't shout me down. Why? Because he knows where the power is and he tries to shut down the power. He knows it'll come from the church. He doesn't speak to the outward ear talking about the Holy Spirit. It's the inward man. He speaks to the inward, see, because he doesn't speak of himself. So when you hear that voice, it's Trinity language, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And you can understand some things. Watch this. Now, I I won't make somebody mad. Today, some of you understand grace better than Peter did when he was walking on the earth. He was being guided into the gospel of grace by the apostle Paul. Go read it. He said, hard, go read, go read first and second Peter. He'll say, Paul is hard to be understood. Why? Because he hadn't yet got there. His intellect had not yet been reformed, but he was getting there. See, now all these thousands of years now, we should so much be so much, oh, this is going to make somebody mad. We, we should be so far ahead of the apostles. Not that we better, but the Holy Spirit is still guiding and leading. Now, that's the power of Trinity language, ladies and gentlemen. The Spirit has been leading, equipping, and accelerating the church since the apostles. And we need to keep pace with that. I mean, we need to do it. How do we do that? By listening and following God's lead. The Comforter will guide you into all truth, not some truth. So there's the voice of the Father, the voice of the Son, and the voice of the Holy Spirit. They're totally distinct and yet totally different, yet they want. Listen. The Spirit does not have a mystic vision. He speaks within through your inward man, not your outward ear, your inward man. You see, and he brings you to the consciousness of the Father through the Son. I call it Trinity language. The Father's voice, oh, powerful. The Son's voice, woo! And then the Holy Spirit's voice. 
Oh, I'm telling you, you need to get in these things. I believe God is opening the ears of your heart to hear right now. Father, in Jesus' name, open that ear to hear, that inward ear, to know the difference between the Father's voice, the Son's voice, the Holy Spirit's voice. They three, yet they one, and they come together in perfect harmony. Lord, I can't thank you enough for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Have you ever heard somebody sing or a choir sing? Watch it. You can hear the melody. Watch it. Then you can hear the harmonizing. Yet they're coming over as one voice. The sopranos, the altos. Watch this. The tenors, the baritones, the bass. Or if you really want to get into it, first uh, soprano, second soprano, first alto, second alto, first tenor, second tenor baritone bass, yet they all have distinct voices. Yet, but when they speak, they come out beautiful. But you, if you listen good, you can pull out the harmonization of the alto. That's what I'm talking about, to know the Father's voice. Whoo, that's got authority in it. Whoo, Jesus, I'm starting to preach here. But I, I, I'm going to take Kathy's <laughs> time. Glorious moments is coming. And I'll be back in just a minute. I want you to see this. Kathy, take it away and bless the people now. Hello. If you desire to be debt-free, these testimonies will encourage you. The first one says, it has been my desire to be debt-free for some time. My husband finally started thinking about retirement and decided to come into agreement about being debt-free. Then we heard Brother Jesse say, don't pray to just be debt-free. Homeless people are debt-free. Pray to be debt-free and with that much money in the bank. We then started proclaiming to be debt-free with the same amount in the bank. My husband was in an auto accident last year. Not only did the Lord protect his life, but we got a settlement that will pay off all our debts and have that much in the bank. To God be the glory. Thank you for your ministry and all you proclaim of the truth of the word. We love you and consider it a privilege and a blessing to partner, be a partner with you. This next one says, we started giving to JDM in 2019 to be debt free. We paid off our second house property in 2022 and we are believing to have our rental property paid off within the next three years. God has been faithful. In addition, we received $9,500 back from our previous insurance carrier that we weren't expecting. I love that. Next one is, the last one is, thank you so much, Brother Jesse and Sister Kathy, for igniting my faith to believe again. Ever since I started listening to you, my faith life has changed. Today, I was reminded to encourage myself and to believe for the impossible. I'm a partner of your ministry, and I would love to live a debt-free life and have a beautiful marriage like you have portrayed. I love you both dearly and I'm hoping to see you face to face when you come to South Africa or when we meet anywhere you're preaching across the world. You know, I hope that you've been encouraged to believe God for the impossible. Remember, if you keep the faith, everything is yours. God bless you. Do you realize that God wants you to thrive, prosper, and achieve everything He's called you to do? Well, in my book, Suited for Success, I'm going to show you how to be fully equipped with all the essentials that you need to live a victorious and prosperous life. Your victory has already been settled. You can and will accomplish every dream God put in your heart. Suited for Success. Order your copy at JDM.org today. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, we've been getting phenomenal feedback on Kathy's new book, Suited for Success. 
You know, God's view of success is revealed throughout the whole Bible. His will is and always has been for his children to thrive and prosper in life. I encourage you to get this book. Go to JDM.org for your copy. I like the back of it. Suit up and win. Glory to God. Get that today. See, God wants you to be a success going somewhere to succeed. Partners, I can't thank you enough for your faithful financial support. I say it all the time. I will not be lazy with your seed. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm about the Father's business. And I tell you what, I, and I make the church world mad. I say some things that just shocks the fire up. And they think I don't know nothing about hermeneutics or homiletics. I know a lot of it. I got three doctorate degrees. I know what I'm talking about. I don't mean that in, a, in an arrogant way. But I'm going to tell you something. I know the Father's voice. I know the Son's voice. And I know the Holy Spirit's voice. I know when they speak as one, and I know when they harmonize. Oh, glory to God. I can preach this thing. I'm telling you, man. So I'm t this is what it's all about, to reach people, change lives. Partners, thank you for your faithful financial support. 100% of it. You heard me say it. 100% of it goes in the world of evangelism. We've been debt-free since 1982. I have no concept of debt. The anointing of increase is on me. I have the hundredfold anointing on me. You're looking at one blessed puppy here, and I don't mean that arrogantly or pridefully. So that's why I want partners. We can reach people, change lives. We can do it together. Hallelujah. Think about that. Isn't it wonderful to have a ministry there that has no financial trouble? Hey, we have no financial trouble. You know why? We know how to sow seed. We know how to receive harvest. Glory to God. We know how to sow a harvest and come back and get an orchard. Ooh, now I'm, I'm getting in some heavy stuff here. You will be blessed. Thank you, partner, for helping me reach people, change lives, one soul at a time. Nothing too small and nothing too big. Next week's sermon, I like this, the dawning of a new era. Until next week, Jesse Plant saying thank you, partners. Help us today. We love you. We see you. Bye-bye. angels are real and many of them are here today. God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation and The Hidden Help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org. Ladies and gentlemen, our April partner offer is our theme for this year. If you keep the faith, everything, and I mean everything, is yours. How do I get that? You go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. And I'm telling you, it will bless you because if you keep the faith, everything is yours. It'll let you know it all belongs to you. In other words, you will never walk lonely. You'll never be by yourself once you've accepted Jesus and the dawn of the resurrection has saved your life. God in you, God with you, God by you, God around you, this hope of glory. See, the dawning of a new era. 
See, this is not a religious thing. This is a birth. When you believe in the resurrection, Paul said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. 